Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Greetings. This is Kurt Sumner, your host today for Surveyor Says, the podcast series from NSPS. Many of you will have listened to a number of our podcasts before, so you already know about that. But for those who may be coming for the first time, we started a podcast series where we were trying to expose a lot of different things about what's going on in surveying as well as within NSPS. And among the things we wanted to accomplish was to introduce our listeners to our board of directors. We've started this whole thing, get to know your directors, your state directors. And um, so tonight, I guess I sh- I've, I've given it away. We're doing this at night. We're not doing it in the middle of the day, but or the night for me anyway. Uh, t- today I have with me Stuart Ward uh, from Idaho. And if I pronounced your town Chubbuck, would I be correct? Chubbuck, yep. Chubbuck, Idaho. Southeastern part of the state. Correct. Yeah, you're yep. you're a lot closer to state lines for a bunch of other states than your quarter lane, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, a friend of mine, a year older than me in high school, lives. And I don't even know the name of the little town, but it's somewhere up the stovepipe north of quarter lane. And and I've been out that way a few times and always threatened to go see him, and I ever, never have done it yet. But uh, <laughs> It's beautiful up there, though. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a really, part of, a really pretty part of the country for sure. So since we're our, – our mission is to let people get to know who our directors are, Stuart. Give us a little information about how you got into all of this and, and what your company does and and your your interest in being a part of things. And obviously, you've been involved with the Idaho Society, too. So um, just share some of that information with our listeners. So I got I got involved in surveying probably similar to a lot of a lot of surveyors, at least the ones I've talked to, where it kind of you kind of fall into it. I wasn't raised in a surveying family or anything like that. my dad was a landscaper growing up, had his own business, and I, that's what I thought I wanted to do, is just take over the family business and work outside with my hands. And and then he he had health issues doing it on his own and this, and had to give it up. And, and at that same time, I realized, I don't know if I want to ruin my body like that when I'm only 40. And um, so I was in high school and kind of had some other ideas. and. And a friend of mine, well, for one of my classes, I had to do a job shadow. Um, And a friend of mine was like, hey, you should job shadow for my dad. He's a a surveyor. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what that is, but sure. So I I job shadowed with uh, with him for one day, and he offered me a summer job um, after that first day. Uh, And that was back in 
2001. Um, I was a senior in high school and, uh, and, and then, I, and then he, he kept me on for the summer. And then I, I left for, uh, a couple years and came back and worked for him again. And, um, and the rest is history from there. Uh, but, um, so it, it's kind of one of those here's surveying, maybe you'll like it, maybe it won't. And, and I'm one of those that, that loved it and probably would have, if I knew about it sooner, probably would have chose that career sooner. But um, I'm pretty fortunate to even find it at high school age. Um, but so I, so that was, like I said, that was in 2001, uh, 2004, I moved, that was in Boise. Uh, 2004, I moved over here to the Eastern side of the state to attend Idaho State University and go through their uh, geomatics program. Um, so I, I started in 2004, uh, stayed over here, um, started working for Dioptra, the company that I now own um, in 2006. Um, the, the previous owner was actually my teacher and he offered me a job uh, and I've stayed here since. Um, He's, he has since moved on to other things. About five years ago, I, I bought the company from him. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's my baby now and, and we're just growing. Uh, we do, he, he kind of, he was my mentor, my big mentor growing up through in the survey community. Um, he, he was very involved in the, the local chapter, state chapter. Um, he got me involved in the state chapter, uh, and just following in his, his example, I guess, uh, to get me involved and, and get me into, to realizing, you know, if you're, if you're going to make a difference, you got to show up. Um, and, uh, and so he, he got me go, going to the meetings and and all that stuff, staying involved. Uh, he he was a, a chapter director on our state board for a while. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, and he he got me interested in that. And then I had heard about the the FIG Young Surveyors and wanted to get a little more involved in kind of learn more about that and that was uh, I want to say like 2012 13 somewhere in there right before they had their very first North America meeting I think is when I, when I first heard about them and um, kind of was involved but it wasn't very big at that time in North America so I, there wasn't really much going on um, and then I had heard that NSPS started doing more or more states had started doing uh, young surveyor networks and stuff like that. Uh, so in 2015, I think it was, or 16, I went to our state board and um, after a year long process, got the state of Idaho to recognize young surveyors and to formally create a young surveyors network in Idaho. Um, I was the first uh, president, I guess, if you will, 
of the YSN in Idaho. Um, served on that for two two years, um, and then with that criteria of um, age and amount of time out of school and stuff like that, I I gave that up. Um, one of my employees is actually the um, <clears throat> the state representative now. Uh, and, and right after I, I left the young surveyors, my state society elected me as the state director to NSPS, um, which is not really, honestly, not something that I was pursuing. Um, it was the old, the old director wasn't reelected and there was only one person running. And that other person actually asked me, hey, do you want to run against me for NSPS director? And I was like, oh, sure. What can it hurt? I probably won't win anyway. <laughs> and and they they elected me over him, and I kind of felt bad. Um, but uh, that's how I got involved in, in into the NSPS side. Uh, but it's uh, kind of a long story that I made really, really short. <laughs> But um, maybe maybe it's, he, it's uh, been great. Maybe his intent was for you to beat him. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I got the better deal though, because he's he's now the vice president of the state society. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, your yours is one of those cases that's sort of like a a model case for NSPS, where through whatever mechanisms happen at the state level we end up getting more young people and and young always is a relative term um but certainly from from my age perspective young because you're way younger than any of my kids so not a whole lot older than my <laughs> grandchildren to tell you the truth but nonetheless um it, it's really important for us nsps moving forward for more of this to happen because uh and i mentioned this almost every time i was talking to gretel earlier today and um, sometimes it almost seems like historically people who came into NSPS leadership came in as sort of, okay, it's, it's your turn now. You've been president of the state society and right. that type of thing. And, and that's, I'm not saying that to be a derogatory thing, but it kept us from having young thoughts, um, young people involved. And so, um, like you said, the, the, the FIG thing really was, was such a, a blessing for everybody when they began to do that because people all over the world began to see the value and and so it's right. it's been a it's been a great thing that's for sure um no question about that i'm i'm curious about dioptra i know what it means uh-huh do you know why it was chosen as the name the the previous owner when he started it he did not want a company that was john smith surveying he wanted a company his his intent was for the company to live on past his ownership um so he he found a name which is honestly a pretty cool name other than nobody can say it <laughs> um but he found a name that would be unique and could could follow pr the next generation of of owners who however long that happens to be and um and it's a good thing i think um i've got clients now that he started with 15 years ago 
Um, and they still trust the diopter name. They trust the the philosophy that we have and and everything. And so it's uh, I think his his initial intent has worked very very well so far. Yeah, I I really do think that in in a lot of cases finding a name that is like that, whatever it might be. Um, that isn't somebody's name and it doesn't say surveying company or whatever. Um, I think sometimes people feel more comfortable because if they, if you say we're a surveying company and they need a service that they don't think is surveying, although it might be, then they may go some other direction looking for what they think they're looking for. So, you know, with a name like yours, it connotates something different, even though they may not know what it is. At least they'll they'll say, "Oh my gosh, these guys must be something different." So that that I think that makes a lot of sense. I, that that was very forward thinking uh, of the of the person right. running the company. No question about that. So I, yeah. I guess and and you you get the opposite of that too, though, because then because you don't have surveying in the name, people will go somewhere else because they don't think you you do yeah. surveying or um, I don't know how many times we get a call and they just, they need civil engineering and I don't have civil engineers on staff. Um, that's not a goal of mine. And, and they always call and need uh, civil engineering or materials testing or something like that, that we just don't do. So I have to direct them to competitors sadly, but, but that's all right. I'd rather have them call and at least know us know our name so next time they need surveying they'll call me back yeah i i always found that having good relationships with people who are your direct competition or not um or in a variety of different disciplines is is such a big help that was the thing that always worked with me really well was having friends who did design and people who did architecture and people who did all these other things that i wasn't doing but it made for great teamwork. And uh, so right. that sounds like you're sort of on that same path that you, you have those relationships, but you offer surveying and much more than surveying, right. which, which you might want to talk about a little bit, by the way, you, you have a pretty good list of the types of things that you guys <laughs> do um, and, and exciting things. Uh, I saw that you, you do some mind work. I've done a little bit of that in my time too. It's always yep. fun to do. I was talking to somebody, I don't know if it was on one of these podcasts or not, about being trained back when we thought we wanted to get into mine, coal mine surveying. Um, I was trained oh. in a, like a 28-inch mine or something in Kentucky, and I found out pretty quickly I didn't want to do that for a living. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to do that either. The mining, so yeah, we, so we do we do all kinds of stuff, you know, obviously regular surveying, boundary surveys, subdivision developments, um, construction surveying. We we do a lot with the state DOT on construction projects and design projects. Well, so we work on both sides of that quite often. Um, the mining survey that we do, uh, there's a lot of big phosphate mines here in Southeast Idaho, um, open pit, phosphate mines and and we work uh for two of the big companies um bayer monsanto and uh agrium 
uh, that have really big mines and big plants not too far from here. Um, and uh, we do some GIS work, we do 3D scanning, we do drone work. Um, trying to think what else we do. We, we really do all of it. Um, when, you, when you think of the term geomatics, uh, you know, Geomax is all encompassing of all this, all this stuff. And we, that's really what we do is, um, is geomatics, uh, and licensed, I'm licensed in three States now, um, Idaho, Utah, and Alaska. Um, and, and I've got two other PLSs on staff, uh, technicians, LSIs, I mean, we're, We've got a variety of people and, and all of us, uh, except for my technicians, all of us are college educated um, through the local college here. And uh, so we feel like we have a pretty good uh, group of people that can that can solve almost any problem. Speaking of the school, how are they doing these days? Are they getting sufficient number of students? Maybe you don't even know that. <laughs> I think they're doing better. I I think they're doing a lot better. They they recently a year or two ago recently went all online or available all online, and so I think they're doing a lot better now because they've got students across the country. Um, and then they went to a uh, what they call a two plus two program. So where before you pick the two year associate's degree or the four-year bachelor's degree in in survey and and now you have to do the two-year before you can move on to the four-year um so it i think that's helped their enrollment a lot too so when when you were talking about you picked either the two-year or the four-year was the instruction in the first two years of the four-year different than what was in the associate's program back then or is it pretty much the same um on the survey side it was pretty much the same but so that's how it was when i went to school it was either associates or bachelors and the only difference was the some of the core like math and and english classes that you had to take in the associates plus they did um all the materials testing in the associates so if you went the four-year route you didn't get any of the materials testing classes or any of the utility design classes. Um, and now they they bundled those together a little bit. So even though you're taking the four year, you take some uh, materials testing or utility design class, and then you keep moving on to the upper level surveying classes, which personally I think is a huge benefit to those students because um, I don't know how many times contractors you either have to be able to read a set of plans and find the errors. And if you don't know how to design utilities, then you don't know how to find the errors or contractors will find the errors and call you and say, Hey, I found this issue, but I need you to fix it and, and then come restake it for me. Um, and so I think those, at least the utility classes are a huge benefit to surveyors. Um, materials, I'm still on the fence there because they don't appeal to me. So I don't know if they're beneficial <laughs> or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's hard to say really. It's all, a lot of it depends on where somebody decides to go and with their career right. and what, what they want to do. But 
Uh, I'm, I'm certainly in favor myself of whatever opportunities education or experience provides to learn more and more things, the better off you are going down the road. Um, because True. even if you're not pursuing it actively, there's a pretty good chance you're going to run into something somewhere along the way that that that, that information and that knowledge can be helpful to you. Uh, even as you said, even if it's just finding a problem, recognizing that there is one. Right. And and that's a pretty big deal, I think, for, for us in surveying is um, it's, it's kind of the way I've always looked at it was, you know, my job is to go out and if it's a construction project layout or whatever the case, uh, it's not just to go out there and throw some stuff on the ground. I really need to understand if it, is this actually going to work or not? And right. sometimes you may be mistaken thinking that it may or might not work, but at least you you have enough uh, knowledge and information to to think about it, to have have some thought to say, okay, maybe we need to think about this a little bit and go back and find out why it was designed that way or whatever the case may be. So right. that that's great that 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 level of education is available. Um, and I don't know how the school is um, when you said they were doing better. I guess everybody's over the past several years has had trouble getting enough students to keep the administrators happy. Um, right. So I think they're, they uh, they recently did a, uh, a big marketing push. They got a grant for I think it was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars from the state department of labor. And so they did a huge marketing push through social media and um, radio ads and billboards throughout the state. Um, and so I think doing putting that that marketing material out there has definitely helped them. Um, as you said, they were struggling before because um, they were relying on mostly in-state students because they didn't have the ability to go broaden that with online classes um so part of that grant was to to put everything online and upgrade equipment so they could go online and then do do this marketing um and and i don't know if it was national marketing just regional marketing but um so i think that's helped them um and and their push and the second part of that was a push for um what they called incumbent workers so those that had worked or have a job in surveying, but may not want to move all the way over to this side of the state to get an education, they can stay home, stay working full time and take classes online as, as they can. And that's helped them too. So they get more part-time students instead of all full-time students. You know, one of the things I've been thinking, and this, I, I've had these thoughts for a long, long time, um, but with the Young Survey Group coming along and being so active and, in my, my opinion, helping NSPS be stronger and ready to do what it needs to do in the future. Um, but until that started, it was a little unclear to me just how interested young people coming along in the profession, whether it was through educational or it was through uh, experience, whatever their states would allow, was the next generation going to see the value in congregating and having an organization like the State Society or like NSPS represent the profession, or would they not see the value in it that 
my age group saw. And, and I don't know if you have any thoughts about that or if you've seen any examples of it or not, but it seems to me that with Young Surveyors Network coming along, there certainly is that opportunity now for, for young people to get involved and, and help increase the benefits of societies, not just recognize what those society, those benefits are, but help to increase what those benefits are. I, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that, but it's something I think about a lot. So I, I think because I'm in, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum now that I'm in, involved in the state society more and NSPS, um, but coming in, um, I think you're right that that generation that are just starting their careers, they don't, they don't see or understand the importance of those societies and, and how they truly can benefit them. Um, and, and sadly, I talked to surveyors that have been licensed for 20 plus years and still don't see the benefit in a state society. Um, they think it's a waste of time and a waste of resources, but, but those are usually the ones that aren't very involved anyway. Um, they don't, they don't attend meetings. They don't, they don't care to, to learn. Um, and so, but I think you're right. The young, the young surveyor group that's, that's there now, they have a completely different perspective on how these societies and these groups can, can benefit each other and the members within that group. Um, they're a little more social and less business in, and maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. I don't know. Um, for that generation, uh, you know, I'm, I'm borderline. I, I say I'm borderline millennial um, where I grew up with no cell phone, no video games, no nothing. And, and my kids, that's all they know. I tried to show them a rotary phone and they have no idea what that is. Um, (laughs) And, and so it, so I think the millennial generation that, and that's who's really involved in that, that young surveyor network, they're a lot more um, socially conscious where they want the social aspect of it. And let's get business done, but let's have fun doing it. Kind of an attitude um, where the opposite is it's all business no matter what and that's just the way it is because that's the way it was five years ago kind of the thing um and that and that's what's hard because you see that in the state society too where um it's you get the the people that have been involved for a long time don't want to change their ways they don't want they don't want young young people coming in and disrupting the status quo but that's really what we need to to make these things last longer because if not then those that are okay with the status quo will eventually retire or for whatever reason not be involved anymore and that organization will just go away um and i think we need both state and and national societies for the survey community to push issues and push um, important issues and important funding because if uh, I mean I, I haven't been involved long enough to know but you know the three debt program that got refunded and and surveyors are a huge part of that 
um, if that wasn't refunded, then there's a lot of surveyors that may not have that work that they rely on. And a lot of people go out of business. And so I, I think there's, there's benefits on, on both sides. We got to get the work done, but let's have a little bit of fun doing it. And, um, it's not, it doesn't have to be all dry and, and dry and boring, I guess is the right way to say it, which I heard nothing, nothing against NSPS. That is not how I felt in any of the meetings I've been to, but, but I know there's some people that have talked to me and, and even our state society, they're, they're like, why do I attend the state conference when it's just, it's not interesting. No one has fun, you know, and, and that's not the attitude that we want. Right. Yeah. Well, certainly behind the scenes all through the years, there's been a lot of socializing going on amongst all of our leadership. Um, right. And, and but still, you know, business got taken care of. But but I think people do take it seriously that that it's important. It's just that we're not very good at helping other people understand that that's what's happening. <laughs> you know, we it's, right. you know it's almost like we we don't. Uh, I don't want to say pat ourselves on the back, but we don't we don't really put it out there that these are the things that are happening. That's one thing that's been really good about our newsletter. At least we're able to get news out to people who otherwise probably wouldn't know. We, we certainly haven't been able to depend historically on our, our representatives from the state to go back home all the time and share what we're doing. Um, and, right. And, and so my, my hope is that as we progress and the, the, the next generation comes on that, that sharing will will can get stronger and stronger. So everybody knows what's going on and, and what we're trying to do and what, what we should be doing. Uh, you were talking about issues. Um, one of the things you, you may be aware of that we've been working somewhat with USGS recently. And since the pandemic, it's kind of slowed down a little bit, but they were beginning a, a really big effort on subsidence across the country um, and what its impact was going to be. So we're going into meetings and I think people look, okay, subsidence, that happens on the ocean, right? Um, that happens wherever. And, and one of the instances that was brought up in one of the meetings, Kim Levitt was talking about a project in Idaho where subsidence had, was a big, big issue. And the people at USGS didn't even know about that either. And so we just have so many great opportunities to, to be part of what's going on and help direct what's going on. And that's why I, that getting that young blood involved, because I, I sense that the, the younger generation maybe is more open to getting deeply involved and talking things out instead of just saying, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't bring that up. Um, so, so I'm, I'm really, really encouraged by what I see whether it's a challenge to the status quo or whether it's whatever, all of those things are good uh, because you got to have that. You Because if you don't have it, then status quo does become something that's not acceptable. Uh, so right. it, it's truly important and, and it's very exciting for me kind of as I'm 
you know, got one foot out the door of not only what I'm doing, but being on the planet, you know, here I'm going, you, you get to a certain age and you realize that, Hey, I'm probably not going to be immortal. Like I thought, you know, and so, (laughs) (laughs) right. So you want to, you really, you really want that and hope that what's happened up until now has built a platform moving forward where things just get better and better and better. And, and you get the people interested uh, early on and with excitement about what's happening. And, and that's kind of what I see with young surveyors. I see a lot of excitement there. Yeah, there is. And if you, I sat in a couple of their meetings um, since I've been an SPS director and uh, they, they are excited for what, what they can do. And, and are very hopeful that they can make it make a difference, um, and I I think they have so far. Um, just the the fact that they're officially recognized by NSPS and accepted, not only as a group but as individuals, they're accepted into the meetings, they're accepted in in their involvement, and and I think that's that's very encouraging for them to have that um that knowledge and that that acceptance because because that pushes them forward and then they say okay well now what we what can we do next and what can we do next there there uh there's a lot of go-getters in that group that attend those meetings and and in that leadership and a lot of great people um uh and i you know, even even my guys that are that are that age, uh, they I lean on them all the time. Say, hey, what do we need to be looking at next? Um, that's one of the reasons why we got into the drone business because one of my guys was like, hey, we we probably should do this because if not, we're going to be left behind. Um, and and that's that's also one of the reasons we got into the 3D scanning business about six eight years ago. Um, because I went to my boss at the time and said, Hey, we need to do this or, or we're going to lose all this potential work. And he wasn't even thinking about it. He, he was like, no, it's no big deal. It's not that it was a fad, but it's like, that's a, that's a big investment, which understandably it is. But, um, we've had some, some good, good projects come out of that and, it's that kind of forward thinking that that generation and the young people coming up, if they're they're trying to uh, excel in the profession or in their in their current job, even that they have to think like that. And those guys are that way. Yeah, guys and gals. And, and I think that really helps any company actually because all of us are dated, right? We, we all of us have a date stamp on, on what we learned right. in school and what we've learned since and how we've adapted and, and what have you. And it's always tough to think about going into something, whether it's drones or scanning or whatever it may be, that's really kind of outside your realm of experience. And, and you're like, Oh gosh, boy, uh, we're going to go into that and spend a lot of money. What happens if we mess up? And you know, everybody has those consternations going forward. And so it's really good to have people that, have had some exposure to it and really are willing to reach out and grab it 
you know, you've all you've heard the old story. You right. can't teach a new dog, an old dog, new tricks. Well, that's that's really kind of true, um, <laughs> because you get to a point where you you it's almost intimidating to think about learning all those things. So that's why, in my opinion, it's really important to have the young people coming into your companies who aren't afraid and have the background and the intelligence to grasp onto it and help your company go ahead right. and only help them too, of course, in the future. Right. And and they have to have that drive. Yeah. Um, to, to take it and run with it and, and just own it, I guess. And, and that's, and that's, and those, like you said, those guys aren't afraid to do that. Right. Um, that those young guys coming in, they, they've been exposed to all that in school or, or somehow been exposed to it, whether their program teaches it or not. And they're interested in it and they're willing to, to jump in head first and own it and do the best they can. And like I said, as an owner, you're always like, well, let's step back a second and look at the financial side of it. And they're not thinking about that. They're like, let's just do it and see what happens. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I won't keep you on the on the line here too long this evening. I appreciate you joining me, though. I, it's been a great conversation, and I've been looking forward to this one for a while just because, uh, you know, for, for me, you're you're a young surveyor, your age even. So <laughs> uh, it's it's I feel like I am. It's very uh, exciting for me to to still be able to be a part of seeing all of this happen, you know, because once you're kind of out of the loop, you're out of the loop. And I don't want that to ever happen. I'm going to try to they're, they're going to kick me out of this job one of these days. But when they do, I hope I can stay around and 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 uh, get to see the transition continue to happen because it's really so thanks for being part of that and thanks for fostering it in your company. It sounds like you're you're really doing a good job of that. Well, thank you. I'm I'm trying. I I've got uh last couple of years I've I've mentored kids in school that are doing the online program and really tried to get them to to be more interested and 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 just trying to help them learn more than just what the textbook is going to teach them and because that's what helped me. Um learning and and getting that mentorship before school and during school it was a it was a huge impact on on where I am today and and so I'm trying to give back as much as I can and um not only in that but in the in the societies I think um I always go back to that uh, that saying um those that change the world show up or something along those lines and um, and so if I want to make a difference or see a difference, I got to show up and, and be a part of it. I can't just sit back and watch it happen without me. Yeah, that, that's a very good so, attitude and a good place to stop. So true. I appreciate I, you, Kurt. Thank you for, for everything. Oh, uh, it's my great pleasure. It's, it's my lifeblood, but uh, nonetheless, I appreciate you being with me today and, uh, we're going to be having some meetings here pretty soon. So We'll just be looking at each other like this again for this time, I guess. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they'll be great. So again, take care and thanks so much for joining me. No problem. Thanks. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com and we are here to help. 
Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.